great thing. That's the great thing about being me. Women just walk right up to me and grab my Johnson. Anybody. He looks at me and asks me how I, I got him. He actually is asking me, like, when he's going to go potty and when he's going to eat. And Dawn. For the, the wrongest of the wrong time, I'm a billion. Whatever. You lose. Whatever. You lose. The Rob. Anybody. And Dawn Show. We got this email, R-A-D, at radradio.com from loyal member maggot Christine. Hey, Christine. She wrote in right at the end of yesterday's show just to say, you all are cracking me up today to the point of laughing so hard I have tears. It's a funk day for me for very uninteresting reasons, so the joy I get from Rad needs to be thanked. Well, thank you, uh, Christine. Funk days are going Uh, around. Appreciate that. Uh, Boy, are they. Um, uh, Speaking of yesterday, we got a couple of uh, updates from uh, yesterday's show. Here's what happened on the last Rad Radio show. Yep, they've basically created an entire segment that is merely repeating that was already said. What has happened to this show? Uh, Deviled Eggs came up, I assume. Oh, yeah, uh, Super Bowl. We are talking about Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was like the second most not wanted thing. It's bad luck food, and that led us down the road of... Uh, how people make deviled eggs. Of course, uh, we got my recipe in the in the Rad Cookbook, and Kyle blurted out his recipe, and Dawn overreacted to him using a sweet relish. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that's, why. Uh, that's absurd, and it, it's disgusting. Says the woman who hasn't tried it. I don't have to try it. Mm-hmm. I don't like sweet relish, so I've indeed tried it. Thank you, and I've had deviled eggs, so I can imagine <laughs> what the two together would taste like. Heaven. Picking up uh, right where we left off yesterday, eventually it led to uh, Dawn declaring what a traditional deviled egg is. <laughs> that's which, right. Had nothing to do with the actual history of deviled eggs. I've deemed it. Uh, so we got a few uh, follow-ups to that. Justin wrote in and said, please include Kyle's deviled egg recipes in the next cookbook as he is the only one to have any sense on the topic. Oh, my uh, God. I had, I had a creative thought about a new yeah, one you yesterday, too. you have a few versions going on in that head of yours. I do, yeah. Mm. So yesterday, I was ta- we were talking about a, a few episodes back on the Rad Show about the fish filet sandwich from McDonald's. Oh, boy. And oh. I was thinking we what? could make a tartar sauce version of a deviled egg and then put a little bit of, like, I'm thinking deep-fried shrimp on there or maybe a small piece of uh, deep-fried catfish. Cut it up even smaller and sprinkle some of that on top of it. But imagine if you mixed up tartar sauce with, like, the dill relish and everything in there. I'd have to what mess with happening? it a little bit. Oh, and horseradish. I, I mean, I, I, people that like those flavors, uh, okay. I, Brandon, I have to assume that your <laughs> anathema to mayonnaise makes you a non-tartar oh, sauce guy. Man. No, no. no. I, I love tartar sauce. Wow. You know, I love shrimp cocktail. I love all of that stuff. It's just, it, with the deviled eggs, it's mostly the texture and the egginess and the and the uh the, the uh, sulfur smell that just turns me off. Okay. And aren't you like, uh, it depends on what the mayonnaise mixed with? Yeah, I mean, an aioli is perfect um, it, it, because what a, it's basically just a, um, like a like a foundation. Um, you mix things in with mayonnaise, then it has good flavor. There's no taste to, to mayonnaise. I just think it, it's uh, soaking your sandwich. Uh, there will be a 2024 Rad Cookbook, and uh, we have we have a it's a themed cookbook, and there's definitely a place for Kyle uh, to submit as many. That's the, the uh, crap theme. His uh, <laughs> deviled egg uh, recipe, and Dawn can uh, can of course submit her traditional, and then I'll put in parentheses, even though it's not parentheses. Deviled Eggs Recipe. USA. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Shane wrote in. I think she's on Team Dawn. Uh, Deviled Eggs, mayo, mustard, relish, paprika on top. That's it. No. No, that's not done. Yeah, sorry, that's not done. Nope. What the? What? Mayo and mustard and salt and pepper. Right? That's the foundation for you? Yeah, and you can put smoked paprika. Jesus. (sighs) Okay. Honestly, let's take my hatred of sweet relish out of this. 
I, I literally have never even come across a deviled egg that had that. But apparently this is a thing. It's a thing. It has its niche. It has its place. Uh, Patricia wrote in. Uh, said, uh, how about uh, spicy guacamole in the white of the egg? Somebody did write in about uh, guacamole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I don't need that. I love guacamole. <laughs> I don't need that combination. Whatever. Um, spicy guacamole in the white of the egg and pickle the egg white. Ooh. Okay, I mean, that's You brought up pickled good. onions yesterday. Oh, I love pickled red onions. Oh, there you go. Oh, my God. I could just eat a jar. More egg white ideas if you're having a Super Bowl party that you might want to try out. What do you guys think about making it sushi style with a little bit of, like, the fish row inside the egg, and then you take a quail egg on top, you make a little nest inside the fish eggs, and you crack it into the fish egg. So you have, like, hard-boiled egg, fish egg, and then quail egg. That one's a little much for me. I, I might try the guacamole one for Super Bowl Sunday, because I know we'll make deviled eggs. I know we'll make guacamole. Maybe... maybe like just one or two, two for my wife and I to try. Um, but yeah, some of these are going a little too far. I mean, I mentioned <laughs> yesterday I've done the the fried chicken skin, which is fine. Yeah, once I've done bacon, it's fine. I just I just haven't found anything better than my basic deviled egg recipe. Yeah, and and I'm a pain in the booty that when you bring up sushi, I think of like cooked sushi. No, it's tempura, <laughs> not sushi. All right, Adam wrote in with something we've literally been tracking the entire year. I realize it's only the what first week of February. Uh, but he says, Rob, when Bad Radio, that's Brandon, anybody in Dodd, began the year after your winter break, Brando was describing to us how you and your wife were sick and had been for weeks, and you had bought into your wife Christina's conspiracy theory that this was some kind of new ick. I wrote in and shared my story that I had been sick since the Tuesday before Thanksgiving and had just gotten better in the beginning of the new year. Awful. I had such a bad cough during that time that I actually pinched a nerve in my neck, which which caused terrible pain. Oh, no, of course. Well, as of this morning at 4.55, the ick is back. No. It's like the valet Parker's B.O. in that Seinfeld episode. It just won't get out of the car. Almost the exact same symptoms, so here I lay, banished by my wife again to the guest room with this thing. Pray for me. I can't be sick for the Super Bowl. On my wife's birthday yesterday, she woke up with the cough, the throaty, chesty cough. Stop it! Yet again, Brando, you were fighting off the cough as of uh, early yesterday morning. Uh, You had been ebbing and flowing. You look a lot better today. Totally fine. But the butt stuff. That's just been a constant this week, I, I, okay. and it's it's really uncomfortable. I've been having to run to the bathroom a lot um, throughout the day, yeah. um, but that's it. Like the Oof. cough is fine, my head is fine. Uh, this is this is the thing that's been passed around to and from everybody, except Kyle. Yeah, uh, on some level, it comes, it goes. Uh, all the doctors, uh, this is across America, say we don't know, we we don't know, we, we're just guessing, we have no idea. Uh, what it is, which is where the conspiracy theory comes in of a of a twenty twenty like ick or or whatever our immune systems, new viruses. Etc. Uh, I, I don't have a status report on Christina today. She was fine yesterday, but just that damn cough and this oh. stuff just is going. And, and it seems like it's a virus or whatever that, that we can get multiple times. Like the immunity is not being built up. Who knows? That's the thing that's freaking me out because mm. like once a month for probably three to four weeks. I can't. I don't because I kept thinking it was food poisoning. <laughs> Because that's where I like to go. I like to go to other places besides it's like you're getting sick. So it was just once a week for three to four weeks. It was butt stuff for one day each week. And then I I had that whenever it was. Was it last week or the week before? Like three days of like, oh, you know, headache and still the butt stuff and feeling sick, achy. And then it has literally gone away. It lasted that those those three days and went away. But has it? Has it? Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm sitting there waiting for it to come back and thinking about it, but I will not be surprised because it, it, this is what I keep hearing. 
that guy didn't wasn't he fine? Yep. And now it's back. Yep. Why? And we had the Why? emailer uh, from uh, a few weeks ago now, a woman who who was in three months of it coming and, and going. So. Uh, ridiculous. Uh, this is from uh, Jenna. Hey Jenna. Uh, she wrote in. So during the welfare recipient recap, which we do at the end of the show, somebody had written in saying they were they were glad to hear that my Trump impersonation was back and. And I mentioned that I haven't been doing it, and so I'm a little out of practice. Uh, but she said, uh, I didn't even hear what Trump's actual quote was as Rob was doing his impersonation because I was laughing so hard at how perfect it was. I don't know that it was. I was, I was in fact, I was addressing that. The, the Trump impersonation, is, it's close, it's close. It's not magnificently great yet. I, I got to do it more. And so I'll, I was doing it yesterday. I was asking about the Saturday Night Live guy. And uh, I was waiting for the uh, the boy in the other room to do a tremendous job of getting me <laughs> his you, name. Mr. President. Uh, yes. And uh, all I remember was his last name was Johnson. Yes. James Austin Johnson. Yeah. Yes. Austin. That terrible liberal city in uh, in Texas where they, where they hug trees and they murder babies. They're the worst. There is, there is no, there are no. Trumpers in Austin. None. 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 Austin. Terrible place. Terrible. Almost as bad as Berkeley. Oh, my God. Oh, and San Francisco. Oh, they're just terrible. Every major city in America. Terrible. Terrible. Except for New York City, right? No, New York City is awful. Oh. Uh, it's my city. It's yeah, been, tower. It has been ruined by the libs. Yes. The only good things in Manhattan are my towers. And they're magnificent. They're gold. They're, they're tremendous, tremendous towers. So while he was doing that, oh you heard the clip at the very beginning of the show. Trump, when he got the name of uh, James Austin Johnson, Trump referred to his Johnson. And he said that it's great to be me because people just walk up and grab my Johnson. Now, I assumed that if you were aware at all, you knew what that was a reference to. But thank God for Jerry, who wrote in. And said, while Rob was doing his impression of Trump and being grabbed by fans, he was the one that said that grabbing women by the hoo-hoo, he could do anything. I think it was a Billy Bush tape leak, 2005. No. Yeah, that, that, was, oh. the, that was the reference. Oh. Mind blown. Dip blank. Oh, boy. Poor thing. So, but, I mean, I, you know, in one way, he's giving me credit. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe Rob just, he just parodied yeah. something that happened without even knowing it. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you. By the way, we did talk yesterday. I think part of what started all of this is somebody, oh, yeah, somebody wanted me to break down the uh, what's, what's getting a lot of play in the news, cable media, and on social media, the, this border bill. And so I broke it down under the guise of neither party cares about you at all. They care about power, and I explained why. Uh, so just a couple of quick updates on that. Here are some vignettes from a country tearing itself apart politically and functionally because of the crushing crisis at the southern border. Uh, this is all just in the last week. One of the stories uh, Dawn referenced, uh, not this one, but we'll get to it. Venezuelan migrants, uh, gangsters in New York dragged a 62-year-old woman behind her moped, slammed her into a bike rack before making off with her cell phone. They were in the country illegally. <sighs> the Denver Development, I'm sorry, the Denver Department of Public Schools is suddenly $18 million in debt after 2,800 mig migrant children were recently enrolled, which is also destroying the educational system with uh, 2,799 of those children not speaking English. Poor, uh, here's the, the Dawn story, although this is happening in cities across the country. This might not even be the one Dawn saw. Poor African-American families in Boston have been booted out of a community center so the city can house dozens of desperate immigrants living out of Logan International Airport. In yeah, Brooklyn, high schools are being repurposed as migrant shelters. Every month, America now gets a new city the size of Pittsburgh as estimates 
showed that the illegal immigration population in America has doubled to a staggering 20 million. Last month was the worst month in history for illegal crossings, topping 300,000 people. That's the equivalent of the entire population of of Pittsburgh. This is an invasion! The immigration reform bill that we discussed yesterday, which was negotiated by a group of senators, wouldn't have solved every problem in the U.S. immigration system, as I acknowledge, but it was good enough to secure the support of the U.S. Border Patrol Union, which endorsed President Trump in 2020. But... The simple, sickening truth is that neither party's presidential nominee really wanted this bill to pass because they both want to use it for their own political goals. Where are all these people supposed to go? The size of Philadelphia every Pittsburgh. D- Pittsburgh. Different Pennsylvania city. Every day. Yes. As well, that's why they're busting them into different parts of America to expand populations in various places. I, I, the point is not that. The point is it's not going to get solved because there is no there is no one that cares about it. They only care about power, and they see this as an opportunity to get or retain their power. Speaking of, we had a question about uh, primaries and caucuses. This is what the Republicans are doing. Donald Trump is in the lead. Former governor of South Carolina, Nikki Haley, is the only one left standing. And uh, in Nevada, we talked about how they were doing this really stupid thing. Uh, So primaries and caucuses are different things. Primary voters are the traditional thing where you choose your preferred candidate, by going into the booth, chick, chick, and whoever gets the most wins. Caucuses are run by political parties, and political parties are ultimately the ones who choose who's going to run for president. In a caucus, if you already know who you're voting for, you go into a gymnasium or whatever, and they're around the, the state that they're in. Iowa does the most famous ones, and you go, okay, I'm, I'm here. Trump, see, sign, Trump, Trump. Okay, I'm for <laughs> Haley. Okay, Haley, Haley. And then you have, you have undecided voters, and they all stand out there, and they listen to speeches from the Trump group, and the Haley group, and then they pick one, they go to one, and then whoever gets the most wins. Here's the thing. For some, well, I know the stupid-ass reason. Nevada passed a law in 2021, I believe it was, where they said, we're a primary state. We're only doing primaries. Well, that's great if the state says that, but again, the political parties make the decision. And the Republican Party said, no, we're going to do a caucus. So yesterday, Nevada held a primary that is meaningless. The state still did it. They said, okay, well, we're still doing our primary. And the Republican Party said, cool, we're going to do a caucus the next day, a Thursday, actually. Whoa. So the, the confusing thing for everybody was why is this? So, so Nikki Haley, former governor of South Carolina, she didn't even campaign in Nevada. She said it's not, it doesn't mean anything. Trump showed up because Trump's not on the primary ballot. Because Trump said, I don't want to be in something meaningless. I like the caucus. like the caucus a lot. Ever since I got my first taste of a caucus, I went, oh, this is something different. Oh, yeah. I am now curious about the caucus. So I don't think I can make sense of it because it it doesn't make any sense. But the primary in Nevada yesterday was held. Donald Trump's not on the ballot yesterday. Nikki Haley was. And she lost by a two-to-one margin to none of these candidates. Meaning that Trump voters showed up just to make sure Nikki Haley knew that in Nevada we want nothing to do with you. Wow. So she's being, she's being pilloried this morning uh, about how embarrassing it is to lose to none of the above, which essentially means Donald Trump. Damn. Calls for her to drop out. Interesting thing, well, not really that interesting probably to most of you, but in the political world, uh, the thing that people are watching is the next primary, the next time the Republicans will vote for who will run for president is in South Carolina, Nikki Haley's home state. Which, in a traditional world, she would have the lead. She would win. She's getting killed in polls right now. So the question becomes, does she drop out before the embarrassment of losing her home state? Or does she place it all on her home state and see what happens? 
it's hard for me to imagine a world where Donald Trump is not the Republican candidate, giving us what 75% of America do not want, a Trump versus Biden rematch. I, I, I just, I can't believe this. Which brings oh us to President Joe Biden, who is once again projecting strength through dementia. Oh, God, no. He uh, was at a press conference yesterday, uh, uh, and he was asked about the hostage negotiations between uh, the terror group Hamas and Israel. This is the war that's been going on since the October 7th to the day, what, five months? Do the math quickly. Uh, terrorist attacks in Israel. So Hamas still has over 100 Israeli citizens. Israel holds a bunch of Hamas uh, uh, convicts and prisoners, and they're talking about, like, okay, well, how about we let out some of your bad guys and you give us our citizens back? So President Biden was asked about that. Now, remember, he, he, he's trying to answer a question about how Hamas has reacted to the negotiations, and eventually a member of the press helps him out. There is some movement, and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. Oh. There's some movement. There's been a response from the, uh, the, the there's been a response from the opposition, but um, it, it, yes, I'm sorry, from Hamas. There it was, the press yelled But it seems to be uh, a little over the top. We're not sure where it is. There's a continuing negotiation right now. There you go. Two 80-year-olds running for president. So Trump thinks Nikki Haley sad. is Nancy Pelosi, and, and I don't think Biden knows who he is. Neil wrote in and said, I got an easy election question, I hope. Let's say Trump isn't allowed on the ballot in some states. This is coming up here lately. Couldn't Trump's, Trumpsters write his name in on the ballot? I thought that was the benefit, blah, blah, blah. There's, been a, there's a half dozen states or so, I believe, that have tried to uh, kick Trump off the ballot. It's going to wind up in the Supreme Court. They're going to order the states to let him on. I, I can't imagine anything else happening, but yes, they could write him in. Hello, Mark. Good morning. Hey, morning, guys. I was wondering what you thought about Kennedy throwing his name in the ring and if his name recognition will get him anywhere. Who? Kennedy? Kennedy. RFK. Oh. Yeah, I mean, the interesting thing, we, we got to wait and see. Once the dust settles and we know that it's Biden Trump, we got to wait and see who else. I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, this is the only time in my lifetime where a third party candidate is potentially viable, let, not just being a spoiler. So, um, like, the spoilers have been uh, Ralph Nader killed it for Al Gore. Uh, obviously, Ross Perot killed it for uh, George H.W. Bush, Bush against Clinton. Um, there's been various candidates who run, and they take just enough away in each state from various candidates. But we got to see who actually runs. We hear that uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is going to run as an independent. There's this other uh, third-party candidate out there called No Labels or Third Party Party where they, they're waiting for the dust to settle to decide, are we going to run somebody who's a, a prominent sitting Democrat, and th what their pledge is, it would be a Republican and a Democrat on the same ticket. So maybe it would be, wow. would Nikki Haley abandon the Republican Party? And would she run, and as her vice president candidate, Joe Manchin, a Democrat out of, uh, out of West Virginia who's very moderate. Until we see all that, it's impossible to comment because any, any major names like that will steal from someone. RFK Jr. is a weird one. He's a, he's a, a, a left winger, which in theory would take from Biden. But he's also got some very extreme positions to most people, anti-vax. And there are a lot of Trump people that like RFK Jr. as well for some I, I, I Remember there was a rumor a few weeks ago that squashed that he was going to be Trump's uh, vice presidential candidate. So. This is our only hope. A third somebody. 
I, I don't even know. You, you know, it doesn't even matter. Whoever it is is better. <laughs> I mean, my God. As long as they're not 80. I, I believe that uh, the, the uh, way it's going, even with a third-party candidate, most people will go the route of Neil, who's the one that wrote in about Trump being kicked off the ballot. He closed his email saying, either way, I'm pulling a George Carlin this election, and I am staying home. Yes, a famous bit, one of my favorites. We play it off and on. Mm-hmm. I don't vote, so I'm not part of the problem, is the position on that, uh, which would lead, as I said yesterday, to the extremes of both parties deciding who will win the presidential election, if that's how it all shakes out. All right, let's get to win Rob's change. We didn't get to do it yesterday. All of our phones were down. We have confirmed they're working, and we have confirmed that we can take uh, caller 18 Woo-hoo! and try to get a winner uh, for win Rob's change and give you the mega clue if we don't get a winner. You've had 26 so far, and if you give us the right amount of money, uh, you will win it, but if not, we will give you what Michelle, the pressure cooker calculator who wrote the clues for the mega bucket claims, is the mega clue that if you go back through all the clues and put everything together, you'll go, oh, I think it's this. And then maybe a winner as early as 9.30, but let's see if we do it right now. Phone number is 888-989-9811. Caller 18. Guess to win Rob's change. Rob, anybody, and Dawn. The Rob, anybody, and Dawn Show.